Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of FTU Life After the Military. I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez, and today's episode is going to be the last episode for a while. I don't know if it'll be the last episode ever or if we're just going to go on a hiatus. Um, either way, um, it's the end of the year and beginning of what, in the first couple of weeks of January. I have quite a few things going on. And uh, this has just run its course. It's not that I don't want to help anyone anymore, but um, there are a lot of resources out there, and I think we've put out some pretty good information. And as always, if anyone needs any help, they can reach out to me at arantonyrodriguez98 at gmail.com, and I would be more than happy to help um, because that's what we're, we should do, right? We should help each other. Um, so in this last episode, there's just a few things I want to go down. Um, right. So over the last couple of weeks, I've helped a couple of people with their, um, with their resumes. And some of the things that have come up are, there was this one uh, gentleman, he was a retiring E7 and he was a 42 alpha pack clerk, right? A human resources specialist. Well, it's important to for people to understand that human resources in the military is not the same as human resources uh, outside of the army and or outside of the military. And it's important that we understand that, right? And so when you're about to get out, when you have a year left, you can go and you can get these certifications. And if, if you can get a certification in human resources, um, I highly recommend you go get that um, because this individual was telling me, I asked them if they had any civilian education, if they had a college degree, and they said, no, why would they waste their time with that? And yeah, that was a pretty long pause because I, I couldn't believe the words that came out of their mouth. It's like, you're a buffoon. Um, but my personal opinion aside, um, you know, I was trying to explain to them, well, I understand that college might not be your thing, but you can go get a certification because try to mention it before that their companies want to say that they're military friendly and they're going to hire you, but you need to have something, a quality or a skill set that they need. They're not going to hire you just because you're a veteran. That's not how the world works. Okay. Maybe I guess if you want to go be a mercenary somewhere overseas, sure. Maybe somewhere like that. Triple canopy, I guess. Um, but if you're looking to transition out and just live a, a decent, normal life, nine to five or whatever schedule you you want for yourself, then you need to have something. You need to have some sort of certification. And if you want my help, by all means, I'll help you. But just let me know beforehand what you want. Do you want some honest feedback? Because I will give you the honest feedback to try to help put you in a better position to find a job that you want to do. Or if you just want me to say, hey, yeah, you know, if you want me to validate your theory that the whole world is against you, then let me know that. And I'll just feed your ego and say that, yes, um, everybody is jealous of you and nobody likes you uh, because you're better than they are. And I'll, I'll make you feel better. I, I don't care. That's, just let me know. Right. But if you're actually looking to find employment, let me know. And I will give you honest feedback. I will help you with your resumes. 
Okay, so that leads to point number two, right? We all have to be open to change, and that includes me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty opinionated. I'm pretty hard-headed, and, uh, you know, coming out of the military, I knew I had to uh, change the way I thought. Uh, but w- what I realized over these past four months is that not only did I need to um, change the way I think and you know, stop using acronyms and just speaking like a normal person would, um, I realized that I, ha- I need to get away from the military, right? I know that's kind of hard, especially where I work now, right? I'm, I, I work on a military installation. But what I mean with that by that is, um, you know, I joined the VFW because I want to help out our brothers. But, you know, I'm going to take a break from that as well. Um, just because after 22 years of military life, just the thought of it kind of makes me want to vomit. And I just need a break from it. I don't want to, you know, it was, it's been great to be in touch with people, but I I just need a break. And what I mean, what I mean is I'm not cutting people off. Um, I'm just going to focus on doing what I want to do that, which makes me happy. Right. And going to school makes me happy. Um, I like learning. I'm a lifelong learner and that relaxes me. Uh, You know, a few years ago, you know, I, I love to swim. I can't anymore because of my shoulders, but I had somebody tell me, you know, cause I couldn't wait to get into the pool. And somebody was telling me that that's not fun. That's exercise. That was that individual's opinion. You know, we can't decide or choose what other people deem or decide as or, or fun activities. You know, um, that individual like to get drunk. They like to get shit faced. Part of my French, but that's what it is. They usually just like to get shit faced. They finally got booted out of the out of the army for having their second DUI. Right, that person never changed. They never learned. They never grew up. They're living the Peter Pan syndrome, and so for that person, I hope they figure things out, and I hope they're doing uh, they're they're doing well. Um, but for me, you know, I like to swim. That was fun. That brought me peace, and it made me happy. And going to school does that for me as well. And so that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, uh, You know, uh, growing up in East Los Angeles, I used to encounter people all the time. And, you know, uh, I know my my, uh, language comes out screwed up every once in a while. Again, one, that's because of five concussions throughout my military career, right? Some of my words are scrambled um, using the wrong tense or you know, making words plural when they should be singular. And you have to excuse me. That's one of the issues, uh, you know, my concussions is part of the reason. The other reason is um, I wasn't like this before I joined the the army. My vocabulary actually became worse while in the army. In the 82nd, I had to dumb it down because if you're, if you use big words, then you're, you know, those idiot sergeants get, upset with you and they put you on every detail. So you have to, you know, you have to dumb it down for the morons. And then I went over to the, the um, my other unit, civil affairs, and I end up in uh, poppy land, right? So everybody's talking, hey, poppy, hey, meet him, meet him, hey, poppy. And uh, so you have to dumb it down, right? Because they're speaking very broken English. And that's not uh, racist at all because I'm the same race. So one, I don't know how it can be racist. 
Two, it's actually true. I invite you, whoever you are, wherever you are on the planet, to please come to Fort Bragg, go down to the 98th Civil Affairs Battalion and talk to anybody there and you'd be surprised. Okay. And so, um, you know, dealing with that. Um, so those two issues have made my um, vocabulary a lot worse than it was before I came into the military. So uh, that's the other reason why I'm um, taking a step back, not because I don't want to help people, but um, I need to put myself in a better place uh, mentally and physically. And, you know, another reason is, like I said, I want to qualify for the Boston Marathon. That requires a lot of time. I don't know. The world record is what, about two hours, right? I'm not going to hit the world record. I have to hit, you know, qualify in three hours and 15 minutes. For that one race, it's going to require a lot of training and uh, something has to go. Well, my schooling isn't going to go. My family time isn't going to go. And playing the guitar isn't. Taking dance lessons isn't. So that's going down the list. What's left? This podcast. So this podcast um, is going to go on hiatus for a little bit. Um, so I, like, again, I just wanted to say, I wanted to give just a few words of advice for people out there. Um, if, if you can, if you have the opportunity, you should go, you can get a certification, you can, should finish your degrees. Um, even if you can't do it before you get out, you should still go do it. Um, because it's only going to help you again. You might get a job that you're not excited about, um, once you leave the military, but if you keep going to school, if you keep getting these certifications, you can find a better job. You can find the job of your dreams. Um, so along with that, you know, um, over the past couple of weeks, I've talked to a few people, a few friends, and I, I've noticed that I've been on edge. And the reason why I'm on edge is because the the one thing I, I truly hate when I'm having a, a conversation is I hate the what if um, argument. I truly despise that argument. What if? I have found that if you're having a discussion and people pull out the what if, it's because they're either mentally inferior or they just have a piss poor point and they can't um, provide any facts to support their point of view. They can't. So they start coming up with these what if scenarios to try to get an emotional uh, reaction out of you, right? Well, the problem of doing that with somebody who has PTSD is that our reactions go from zero to 100 really quick. And what I've told people on many, many occasions is like, don't use the what if argument, because if you use the what if argument, you're trying to get somebody to lose their cool, right? Well, for me, if I lose my cool, I'm just going to get my pen. I'm going to stab you in the face. That's how quickly it goes. So if you're talking to me, I, I would, I'm asking you to please don't uh, what if me, because um, I've had two very close friends, brothers do that. And it took everything in me not to stab them in the face, not because I don't love them, but that's just because that's where I am right now in my life. Um, you know, I, I'm doing better, but, you know, again, we're all just a work in progress. To So to say that I'm perfect or I'm cured or I'm happy 100% of the time, that's just not the case. Um, two, um, please, 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 if you're ever having a discussion with something, uh, about something. Don't ever use somebody's family as, as your point. Um, again, I had a brother one time who uh, his wife said, well, what if your daughter did that? And I had to just disengage and walk away because I wanted to take that young lady and I wanted to powerbomb her into next week because you'd never 
ever speak about my kids. That's just unacceptable. I wouldn't speak about anybody else's kids and I wouldn't speak about anybody else's spouse. Um, so you shouldn't do that about my family. And these are just not just for me personally, but these are just lessons for life, right? Like you don't, you don't do that. You don't speak about somebody's family, regardless of what you think of them. You just don't. That's, that's beyond rude. Uh, if you get punched in the face, well, then you'll understand why. Um, so another thing that we talked about on the show was conspiracy theories. And again, if, uh, I know a lot of our brothers and sisters got out and they don't trust the government and, and that's fine. Uh, I'm not saying I trust the government a hundred percent either, um, because I don't, I, I think politicians do, um, do things that will support them. I, I don't think, you know, I, I was online and I saw something about somebody saying that, asking why are we so on edge, right? Why are people, why are so many um, violent crimes happening? And they, uh, their theory was because of 5G, because 5G is coming out and it's a stimulus to, it's a way for the government to stimulate people. This was proven. They had some link to some nonsense article about the 50s, about somebody who did an experiment. And that may or may not be true, but that, like most of these arguments are, you know, placed in a vacuum, right? Um, and if you just look back in history, uh, since the dawn of man, uh, we've been killing each other for whatever reason. I don't like the way you look. I don't like the color of your skin. I don't like the shape of your eyes. I don't like your hair color. I don't like that you're from a certain part of the planet. I don't, I just don't like you. I don't like that you speak another language, you name it. I don't like that you have another religion. And if, if you think I'm wrong, just go pick up a history book. Just go, go look. I mean, explain to me the Spanish inquisition, explain to me the conquest of uh, the Americas. You know, how about you explain to me the crusades? Uh, we could go on and on, right? There's, I, I don't want to bring up, the history in the States because that's, you know, it's my country and I love, love our country. And uh, so of course I'm not going to bring anything up about us. Um, but I don't think that there's this big conspiracy to get us to hate each other. Um, and I had this discussion with my friend the other day. It's like, I, I've read the constitution uh, a few times and in there, I never read anything that said that we have to love each other or like each other or even respect each other. I've just read that, like, these are our rights, you know? And basically it just says like, we're, we're, we have the right to come here and live our life and be left alone and not be harassed, you know? And that holds true for me. Then I know that holds true for everybody else in this country. And I have to respect that and not harass them, not cause them problems. And for me, that's all I ask is, you know, I just want to live my life. And also for our, conspiracy theorists out there um, because I hear this a lot about the government, the government, the government, the government, right? Government's doing this. You know, I don't trust the government, right? We had to bear arms because it, you know, the government is turning into a police state. You know, we're going to turn into a socialist state. We're going to turn into the new uh, PRK, right? The new people's Republic of Korea here shortly. And if that's what you believe, then that's what you believe. But I find it, odd that the people who think that the government is going to come in, take all of our weapons and force us to uh, 
live this crazy lifestyle, you you don't you mistrust them. You have no faith in them to let us live our lives, but you trust that they're going to make the payments for your retirement paycheck and your disability payments every month. I hear it all the time. It's like, man, I'm on easy street. I never have to work again. Well, I don't know about you, but if I was a corrupt government, what I would do first was would be I would probably withhold payments from my veterans because who knows how to fight a war better than dudes who have fought one previously. So I'd probably deny them benefits. I'd probably deny them payments because they're all broke. Um, they can't work the way they used to. So I'll starve them to death, right? That would be my the way I would go about it. So I'm not saying the government is, but I find it odd that a lot of these conspiracy theorists have no faith in the government, right? You believe that they're going to come in, change your life, take away your, your right to free speech, take a right, take away your right to bear arms, but they're still going to make the payments uh, on time every month and provide you, um, you know, all the benefits that you've earned uh, because of your service to the country. So I guess all I'm asking is, hey, you believe whatever you want, but can you just be consistent with your um, with your theories? If you think they're going to take away your, your right to speech and the right to bear arms, then I'm asking you to go get some sort of education or something else so you can um, go get a job, so you can save up enough money. So when that happens, when they take away your benefits and they take away all your money, you still have little nest egg because – Part of the reason why I got out of the military at the end was because I, I noticed that a lot of the planning was never, it was no longer planning for worst case scenario. It was always planning for everything's going to go according to the plan and everything's going to go perfect, which nothing ever did. So I don't know. I must have been in a Twilight Zone episode or something because I, I don't know what happened where I woke up one day and all of a sudden the army changed and people just no longer like, yeah, things are going to go perfect. It's like, okay, I need to get out of here. Um, because it was stressing me out. Um, so I'll, I'll give you that. I, I don't think the government is going to... Right now, everything's peachy, right? Everybody wants to help a veteran because that's the hotness, right? Because of the wars that we had over the past two decades. Well, history has shown that the government will turn us back on us in a heartbeat, right? Um, you can just ask our brothers from um, Vietnam, uh, the guys coming back from World War II celebrated. Guys coming back from Korea, I don't know. I don't know how they had it. Guys from Vietnam, not so much. The guys in the Gulf War, what did they get? They had, right, you had the Gulf War syndrome. And how long did it take before they uh, received help, right? It was all in their heads. There's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. You're fine. Right? So I don't understand why people think that the VA or the government is going to uh, help us, Um for too much longer because uh, eventually people are going to realize, Hey, this is a large population that are living on easy street and we need to cut costs. Well, what's the easiest place to cut costs? Um, guys who don't look like they're disabled. We know we we're, we're hurt and we know where we have, you know, a lot of pain, um, physical and mental pain uh, that we're dealing with, but people will look at us and think like, Hey, those guys aren't disabled. They can work. They, 
give them a shovel or give them a sledgehammer or something, put them out there. Like they, they, they don't have the mental capacity anymore to do some uh, management job or, you know, project, be a pro, uh, program manager, project manager or whatever. Right. Well then put them out in the strawberry fields and have them pick strawberries, have them go pick grapes or something. Right. And that might be an extreme example. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. But if you're an extremist, uh, if you believe in these extremist theories, um, you might want to start thinking about that because eventually they're going to come for your benefits too. And so that's the only reason why I'm working and I'm going to try to work, I don't know, about 10 more years before I just retire. Um, so, you know, I don't want to um, end this podcast on a down note, right? So I, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's listened. I hope that you, um, that you've been able to get something out of this. If at very least, you know that, Hey, you're not alone. And if you need help, if you need to go, whatever help, if you're having any, uh, mental health problems, you know, it's, it's okay to go seek help. Uh, we've had quite a few people on here who've discussed that while we've also, um, I mentioned it before, like, you know, my shoulders are shot, my hip and my back are, are done. Um, for Christmas, right? Uh, you know, before I would want, you know, a set of golf clubs or, you know, something fancy, you know, maybe some new running shoes or what did I get this year? I got a, a massage chair because I'm so beat up, right? My family decided that, hey, we're going to get him a massage chair because uh, it, it just, I can't do what I used to do. You know, and that's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. And I have to find new ways to uh, sleep. I have to find new ways to just get around, but I'm doing it. And, you know, I'm very grateful that my family was thoughtful enough to get me a, a massage chair, you know. Um, I'm not going to lie. The first time I used it, it felt like, sweet Jesus, it hurt. It hurt. I had it jumped right out of it. Um, but you know, after using it a couple of times, it's, it's, you know, it's making me feel better and I'm very thankful for that. Um, so the last thing, last couple of things that I want to, um, say is, you know, I want to say thank you, um, to my wife. I want to say thank you to my kids, all three of my children. Um, you know, my eldest son, he's not too happy with me right now, but I love him very much. Um, my daughter, she's, a you know, she's making it happen in in, uh, in Alabama. And she's going to be going to graduate school here pretty soon. I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping she chooses Duke. Uh, we'll see. It's a she's applying to. Um, I had to talk to her too. That um, you know, don't worry about the price of it. Like, well. I'll pay it. Don't worry about that. If I have to go sell a kidney on the black market, then I'll do that. But um, the cost of her schooling shouldn't matter. And so we're shooting for Northwestern Duke or, you know, Penn um, out in the Ivy League. Um, because why not? We should shoot for the best, right? We should win. Don't be afraid to win. Go out there and just win. And, you know, she was trying to save me money and she was talking about she was going to apply to UNC Greensboro, which is a fine school. And if you go there, you should be very proud. But I told her not to limit herself with just 
um, schools that are better on my wallet, you know, go to where she wants to go anywhere on this planet, um, with the exception of like Tijuana Tech or, you know, Fallujah A&M, you know, no, none of those schools, uh, you know, go somewhere in a developed country. And so with that, I just want to say thank you very much for being on this journey with me. I don't know if we'll do any more episodes. Um, we're definitely going to go on hiatus for a while. Um, thank you to everybody who's been on here. I've appreciated all of your help. And, you know, I hope you all accomplish your goals. Um, last two shout outs. Of course, I have to shout out my grandbaby. Lena, Grandpa loves you. And, of course, uh, my number one boy, uh, Taco. I love you, Taco, and so does Lena. Okay, so until next time, whenever that may be, just remember you are important. You do matter. If you need help, please reach out, all right? There's somebody, you know somebody that will take 10 minutes out of their day to listen to you. So reach out to that person. If you need help, you can always email me again at arantonioRodriguez98 at gmail.com. And for one last time, zot, 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 and roll tide.